it's Jane Alexander here and welcome to the Women Count podcast. This is a podcast for women and by women designed to take a close look at the skills and experiences of inspiring female leaders and data scientists. Today I'm speaking with the talented and dedicated Josephine Calabria, the VP of WIC, the Women in IT Networking Group in Canberra. Josephine is incredibly passionate about supporting women in STEM and through WIC has undertaken proactive, very practical and groundbreaking programs to change the gender imbalance in IT. After learning more about WIC and their active support for its members, I would encourage any individual to join this group. And if your organisation wants to be connected to the centre of IT activity in Canberra, you should also consider sponsorship. Let's find out more about Josephine and the critically important work the WIC team does to support women in IT. Josephine, welcome. It's fantastic to have you at the Women Count podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jane. This has been a little bit in the in the in the waiting, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a chat to you today. A little bit nervous. But, but excited at the same time to have the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. Great. Well, we've got sure, so much everyone. to talk about, so let's, let's get on get with tracking. it. Let's get Yeah, right. sure. Awesome. Okay. So today we're going to talk about your involvement in the Women in ICT, the WIC yep. program. But I thought before we start that, why don't we talk a little bit about you so people also get to know you, not sure. just the program. Yeah, no worries. So currently I'm working at EY and I'm a director there in the intelligent operations team. So we're working with organisations to help them automate a lot of their sort of manual and mundane work. That's really fun, really enjoying that at the moment. That's quite a niche field. It's in the STEM industry, but niche. So how did you get into that? Yeah, interesting. So deciding to get into the into the tech tech sector, I think on reflection, I think it's come about because... I'm quite a curious person and always um, interested to know how things work and, and look at new things and new technologies. And I think in high school, I was kind of thrown the, the university list of courses and I found one with technology. It sounded really interesting. At the time, my dad wanted me to, to study pharmacy or something like that. And so I think I was trying to find something that was as far away from that as possible. I'm still in the STEM, still, still in STEM, but... Yeah, I think that was that was kind of one of the key drivers. And although I didn't really get to do university, it wasn't really an option. It was a bit it was a bit tricky living in a sort of a rural remote area. Getting access to university wasn't that easy. Yeah, so I think I started trying to do university, but it was through correspondence and made it quite tricky, so I kind of gave up and came across an opportunity to get an apprenticeship in IT. Uh, with a with a major fruit juice company and I just went from there and it was yeah, fantastic. I've never looked back. So you've fallen into it. Yes, I think so. Ways. And and it was really it's really interesting because looking back now, I actually hadn't met anyone or come across anyone else, especially a female, whoever who had ever worked in tech. And so I didn't really know what I was going to what I would be doing if I if I studied tech. I didn't know what job I might end up with. But that's never I think that's never bothered me. And 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 all the way through my career. And not knowing or, or change in particular has never really bothered me. It's always really excited me because I'm thinking, oh, wow, well, if I don't know, then let's go and find out. So I think that's that's really kind of fueled my, my curiosity all the way through my career. Wow. And, and you mentioned that you didn't know of any other women working mm. in ICT. So do you think that that sort of in some ways held you back a little bit? 
I'm not sure that it held me back. I think that's just my my personality. I think I just I love those sorts of things. Just never were never on my radar. I just I didn't really care if I didn't know anyone, or I'd never experienced anyone, or if no one could tell me. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go and find out myself. So I think for me, it didn't hold me back, but I can certainly see how it could hold back a whole heap of young girls thinking about how they might enter the tech sector and not knowing someone or not knowing how to get work experience. My work experience was in a winery. I didn't, it wasn't in tech. That sounds great. <laughs> it was heaps of fun. <laughs> um, and WHS wasn't a thing back then, so I was climbing on top of huge wine tanks and all those sorts of things. But it was still in STEM and working in a lab, which was what I spent most of that week doing, was, was, always, was just so interesting. Mm. I didn't know anything about it. And I just jumped in and the lab was full of men. <laughs> I, I don't remember, recall there being any women except out the front doing sales. Uh, but, but it never, like none of that ever really deterred me from, from wanting to keep, keep looking and keep being curious and finding out what's, what's out there no, for me. That's an interesting journey, <laughs> yes. especially for a country woman. Yeah, to... there was no tech job. Like mm. it, was, it, was, it was really, I look back and it was really just potluck because they ran their big data centre out of the, the town that I grew up in. When does that ever happen? Like, it's just, it, it really was just was just potluck. It was heaps of fun, though. I got to do lots of different things, like from working on big AS400s, IBM AS400s. We did massive desktop rollouts. We did mm. email migrations. And I got to do lots of training, lots of learning, got a whole heap of different types of certifications that some that don't exist anymore, but, but it was all a massive learning experience and it just really fueled my wanting to, to sort of keep going. Yeah, and I suppose that isolation meant that you had to do it yourself. It's not like you yeah. could phone up the latest consultant and get them to come in. And no, that's to, right. So you had to work it out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yep, yep. And often if you're on call, you'd be getting calls at 2, 3 in the morning because someone was trying to load up a truck with a whole heap of juice and they couldn't print a docket or something out and you had to get out and help them. And sometimes I didn't, didn't have the training to do it. You just had to kind of work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, it was All good right. fun though. So interesting, <laughs> interesting journey and, yeah. and uh, very unique. Fast forward, you're now the VP of WIC in yep. Canberra. How did you hear about WIC in the first place and, and what enthused you to join? To join, yeah, that's... That's another good question. So the organisation I was working for at the time, I just joined them, realised there wasn't enough women in the tech sector. And we're like, well, let's just start up our own little group. Maybe we should try and go to some events in Canberra. Google searched it, found WIC, and I was like, oh, this is cool. They've got their dinner debate coming up. Well, that's pretty. that sounds pretty flash. Let's, let's get some tickets. We went along and we had the best time. And I tell you, the, the first time you go to a WIC event, and, and, and anyone I've said this to, it happens. It's you, You're just instantly hooked. The community and the sense of community that you get attending those events mm. is just phenomenal. And we started attending some of the breakfasts and then I was like, I just I just want to be part of this. Like, how do I be part of this? And I met with Megan James, who's the, the former president of WIC, and she was just fantastic and took me through how we could get involved as an organisation but also as an individual. I joined mm-hmm. the committee and started volunteering. And two, three years later, here I am, vice president. I'm also looking after the advocacy group, advocacy sort of subcommittee. 
so what we're trying to do is really trying to work with government and industry mm-hmm. to make sure that our voices are heard as a, as as, a, as women in in tech. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a really big sort of driver for me. I'm really passionate about advocacy. Uh, so when when that was up for grabs, I put my hand up pretty quick to say, yep, I want to do this. And so that's been, that's been really great. We get to work with our community and understand what's going on for them and what the challenges are that they face and then feeding that back to government to say, hey, I think we can do better. Okay. So, and, and who in government do you actually feed that back to? So we've done some stuff with ACT government and we're looking to do more. We did, a, we did actually, we did a submission to federal government as well recently, but ACT government was the first one that we did a submission to. And we just basically pulled our community together. We did this with the ACS as well, who offered their, 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 their rooms and just shopped and said, what are the big challenges facing, facing you and being able to be a woman in this sector and then we fed that back through a few different forums uh, and we're also working with with industry so working with some of the, like a lot of our sponsors as well and feeding information back through them and they're always asking questions around how can they be better around gender equity and, and I think that's in the next few years that's certainly an area that we really want to step up into and it's, it's quite niche as well what we're doing we're not representing the whole sector we're saying how, how can we really help women be better represented in this sector so and I think we have a really good pop we have a really good um read of what's going on in our community I think our events really help to do that because we're we're really in touch with what's going on like we're, we're all attending the events we're all talking to a lot of our members and a lot of our sponsors and and really understanding what's going on and I think that's really helped us to be able to be a good voice for mm-hmm. this community okay I'm wondering if you can explain yep. what the key, like from your experience, what you think the key things are that hold women back. Yep. And are people listening to that? Are people that matter listening to that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'd like to hope that, that there's people listening. I think, look, some of the things that are holding women back are certainly the support that they get when they're at work to help support the things that they're doing outside of work. So I know we were talking about this a bit earlier. Women don't just have work responsibilities. That whole notion of the responsibilities they have at home is still being mostly borne by women. Mm. We've got caring responsibilities, not just for our children, but we've all had children a lot later. So now we're also helping to look after elderly parents and support them. So there's lots of those sorts of responsibilities and women who are starting to transition back into the workforce after being on caring responsibilities how are they supported how are we making sure that the the skills gap that they may have developed over that time because often they're taking more than six months off they're taking 12 months and technology is changing so fast How, how are we helping them to keep up with the rate of change that's happening while they're while they're away mm. i think i think we're getting really good at supporting them in terms of leave and giving them leave so i think and some organizations are also giving partners the same amount of leave which is really helpful because then they can kind of choose how they spread that but but not everyone's doing that and how are we making sure that that's sort of fair and and equitable and in terms of the voices that we need the, the voices i think I think more and more, like government introducing the gender equity bill, has been something that's that's of of, of significance. I think there's a lot of sort of industry bodies now that are starting to say, "Hey, 
we realise we we need to do more and encourage more women to join to join the STEM sector and the tech sector in particular. There's lots of programs happening at the high school and university levels and within organisations. So I think I think it's getting through, but I think what's happening is that at those entry levels and maybe the mid tier, we're we're really we're getting really good. But then I think the problems sort of start to to develop when you start when when you want women to get into those senior leadership roles because everyone's mm-hmm. like, that's great, we've got fifty percent down here, but we don't need you to be coming up here because then we're starting to compete, and I think that's where the challenge is, where there's the competition mm-hmm. at those really senior levels, and and sometimes we are getting women, we're getting more and more women up there, not nowhere near enough. Um, but then again, we're not supporting them when they're, when they're there. Um, we're just saying, well, you got there, so that's good enough. Um, okay. And then and then how how are women then supporting other women to keep to keep coming through? I think that's that's yes. our next that's our next challenge. Making sure that they're making more room at the table because because when you're there, that's not enough because you're just one person. You need to be you need to be getting the elbows out and making more room so more women can be sitting at that table with you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I worked for a company once that they said they had equal men and women yeah. up to the at the lower levels, up to mid range, and then they said, and then women left, yeah, and had children, yeah, and then they didn't come back, mm. right? So then they couldn't progress to the senior levels. And I thought, well, these days families are, are built on two people in the workforce, mm. not yep. just one. Yep. So what are the women coming back to? Yeah. Are they going to other companies? Or are they sticking at the lower levels? Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, I'm not. I'm not really sure. It'd be really good to get some statistics around that, because uh, I think if you leave and you're at a senior enough level, it's easier to kind of come back. But I think if you're trying to just break into, then that's where that's where the challenge is. Because sometimes women want to come back part time. Like that's something I did. I had kids, came back part time. I pivoted my role. I went from a, a technical role, technical support role into a business analyst role because I understood the tech. And so it was something that I could really easily do part-time and then I went into a bit of project management. So it was really, that's this is the beauty of tech is that it, it, can, it can just suit your the time of your life that you're in and you can adapt and, and, and make it suit. So that's why I just, I just said to, to all these women out there who are considering career changes, like, come into tech it's really flexible it's a heap mm. of fun and yes we've got some challenges but the more of us we have here the, the more opportunities we have to, to affect meaningful change yeah here. and it's certainly a growing industry so yeah. we should be there. absolutely yeah. and, and who can do without tech now yeah like everyone is completely reliant on it so yeah that's right it's, it's a it's a job that you can have for life yeah and it's not boring. It's not the same thing all the time. You can do so many different things yeah, constantly, in our sector. Constantly, constantly change. Mm. Yeah, it's not boring. Mm. Never. <laughs> Interesting. So one of the major programs that you do work on is the Male Champion of Change. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can just talk about that program and, yep. and what sort of results you're getting out of that. Okay. So it's 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 not so much a program. It's actually an award that we that we give out at our annual dinner debate each year. And what it is, it's, dem- it's, it's acknowledging men within our sector and within our community that have demonstrated like, significant contributions to trying to make, make, making an effort to make sure women are included in our sector. Mm-hmm. So they're supporting women, they're promoting women, 
uh, and, they, and they're running programs that, that help to support and promote women within, within, our, within our sector. And the reason for that is because if we just have women talking about it, it's, it's, not having, it's not having the effect and the impact that we need. We need men talking about it to other men and we found that is a really powerful thing. And we often ask our male champions of change to have calls to action, especially at our dinner debate, where they're kind of reaching out to other men in the room saying, hey, there's, there's still so much more work to do. Come on the journey with us. And you, you'd know this, you're sitting around a table, you're the only female, there's all blokes in the room. And if, if no one's talking to you or everyone's ignoring you because they think the bloke next to you is the one that knows everything, it's really powerful when that man stands up and says, hey... No, this person over here actually knows a lot more about this than I do. So let's ask her and ask her opinion. Mm -hmm. That is so much more powerful than me standing up and saying, "Hey, listen to me." It's it's just looked at in a different, in a completely different way, and it shouldn't be. But that's that's reality. We've got decades and more than just like hundreds of years of the way that we do things that has to change, and that's not going to change overnight. So. We just need to be realistic that there are still these unconscious bias. And we as women have them as well, not just men. We, we, mm-hmm. we have them as well about those perceptions about what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. So I think it's it's really powerful. And it has been, I think it's really important for us to continue to have these male champions of change. And the other thing that we do as part of that award is the male champion of chain change. Sorry. Yes, hard to say. The, it is. <laughs> they, they actually get a position on our committee. Mm-hmm. So then they're not only out in the community doing whatever they're doing, they continue to do that, but now we're actually asking for their input on what else we can be doing to affect further change within the communities to bridge this gender equity gap that we have. So it's a really it's a really great position. It, it also it's really interesting because now these men all of a sudden go from being the majority to being the minority because our committees are women <laughs> and we have this male champion of change. So I think that's also a bit of a challenge for them, having to be the minority all of a sudden. Have they, do they say anything? Yeah, have they, they have in they, the past. Yeah, they're yes. like, oh, my gosh, this is like I can see now what, you, what you're talking about. Like this is, this, is, this, is, this, is an unfamiliar, this is unfamiliar to me. So it's interesting, but most of them just get on with it and, and just saying, you know, this is really important. We have to keep, we have to keep doing something. Now it's... Now mm. I can now I can see what it feels like. Now, now it's even more of a driver. Okay, so, so it should be a program. <laughs> yes, that, that yes. Every male executive has to yes. attend a meeting with all That's women. With all women, <laughs> yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> that yeah. could be fun. Yeah, see, yeah. Be a good study. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a great program. And who's the the latest? So our current uh, male champion of change is Mike Webb. And he works for one of the federal government departments in Canberra. Uh-huh. Just mm-hmm. really great advocates. And they all bring their own their own different ways of doing things and looking at things and their own strengths to that position. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've really benefited from it from the over the last sort of three years. It's been fantastic. So the diversity of mm. thought has really had an impact absolutely. in the work that you're doing. Yeah, mm. yes, absolutely. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is awesome. Okay, so how do you think we are going in Australia with gender diversity yeah progress <laughs> interesting <laughs> question Pro- I think I think we should use the word progress because we have to be positive and optimistic about this we're making slow progress I think I was looking at some statistics recently and I think since the beginning of COVID I think we've shifted like two or three 
percent in terms of our progress towards gender equity. So not huge. Most most sectors, I think they said uh, there was a comparison made around forty six percent female. The tech sector is still lagging behind at thirty one percent. And I think Whoa. yeah, so it's <laughs> it's it's slow. But at least we've got something to work on, right? We've got we've got a goal to set. We want to get to fifty fifty. And mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's we we shouldn't we shouldn't not set those ambitious ambitious targets. We should have big targets mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Our our population is represented over fifty percent of female. Mm-hmm. So so why is that not why is that not the case across all job mm-hmm. job sectors? Mm-hmm. So I think yes, where it makes sense where it ma- yeah that's mm-hmm. right yes and mm-hmm. I think you could look at teaching and nursing who have over representation of female. It's still really important to have males in that sector because mm-hmm. as our children are being taught and as people are being looked after in hospitals, there's all sorts of sensitivities that go with that and that people sometimes prefer to have older males prefer to have a male nurse. They might prefer to do that. And teachers, it's good to have a balance for young kids to be able to see that teachers aren't just female. And mm. if you think about some of the impacts we still need to have or some of the change we still need to drive, we need to go right back to primary school to start doing that. Because I said earlier in the chat that we're doing really great in universities and high schools with all these girls in tech and girls in STEM programs, but, but young kids are making their minds up about what they want to do from primary school. And if the only person teaching them tech or showing them about tech is a female, is is it like if, if it is a female, and we have more tech being introduced at primary school, it's much easier for them to see. Oh, okay. Well, a job in tech. I've got a female teacher teaching me that, not a male one. Why couldn't I? Why could I not see myself in technology if I've got female teachers teaching me robotics rather than the male teachers? It's the same in sport. PE teachers usually male. So they just associate sport with male. That's very you know, true. Like, very you know, true. It's, really, it's mm. a really simple thing, but having more women at teaching technology in a meaningful way and showing young people how they can help help others mm. is a really good way to kind of resonate to young girls. So getting back to the question I had of why, why is there less women and what's yeah. wrong, it it's, seems that it's, it's a whole of society issue. Yeah. It's not just a workplace issue issue no it's, not at all mm. I, th- I think absolutely it's it's all about what's ingrained in us mm. over thousands and thousands of years and the only way we're going to change that is by making sort of these small steps so i saw an interesting statistic um from dr rebecca huntley and she said at the rate we're going her great grandchildren will not see gender equity in australia yeah, it's a pretty stark statistic, isn't it? Yeah, you know, is that you what think you're about that. seeing? From... Yeah, look, if you think about if the statistics, are, they don't lie. 31% making mm. only small inroads each year. Mm-hmm. There's there's just so much, there's so much more to do. And going back to the gender equity bill that we spoke about a bit earlier, it, it's a great first step. It's by no means the whole solution. And I think 
it will help to hold some of those organisations accountable because I think in the past it's been way too easy for organisations to say, hey, we're doing all this stuff about gender equity and once or twice a year they'll put a few posts up on LinkedIn showing some women doing something all together. And that's, having a few, a few have, cream cakes on International Women's, Women's Day. Day which and, yeah, and, and paying for them me. to go out to lunch and for that day. and that's, Take some that's photos. It. Yeah, take some photos and make sure you post it up and, and, that's, and we're, we're yeah. kind of... We're done and dusted. I think this gender equity bill will hold them more accountable and I think organisations just need to be, they need to be more genuine about this and more genuine about the impacts that it can have and talk more openly about that it's not, it's not, we're not just trying to hit a number here. We actually genuinely believe that having more women in the, in these roles is going to, is going to, is going to make our organisation better it's going to make the services we provide better. It's going to make it better for our clients. That They really need to genuinely believe that and then everything they do and how they act because a lot of people can say things but it's their actions that, that are going to speak the loudest. So how are they actually genuinely doing something about this and just being really authentic and real about it and, and being authentic and real about the challenges because it's not that easy for organisations to do some of these things. It costs lots of money sometimes. Sometimes you have to take a chance on people. And when you're a smaller organisation, you might not have the flexibility to do that. So talk about those challenges and and, and be realistic about them and, and just take small, gradual steps. Mm. It's that whole concept of how to eat an elephant. It's just one little bite at a time. Mm. <laughs> not that anyone's advocating for eating elephants, but it's it's that concept. When when something is looks too big, it's too easy to get discouraged and just go, oh, no, mm-hmm. we can't do this. But you just got to break it down into small pieces and just do a little bit at a time. Mm. And, and drive it through a position of integrity in terms of we're trying to promote the business, we're trying to get better outcomes rather than yeah. oh, we're going to put extra women here and who cares what happens. Yeah, that's right. And then mm. and, and let's not put any programs in to support them. Let's just throw mm. them in there. Or when stuff's going wrong and bad, let's just chuck a woman in there. It's And that, that's not that's not fair. We, we need to put women in these positions because we trust that they that, that that they know they know how they how to navigate us out of this. That they're going to use those strengths of empathy and compassion. They're not they're not weaknesses. They're they're our strengths and our ability to communicate with people. Use those strengths and help support them so that they can get that message all the way through their organisations or out to their constituents and out to their clients and all those sorts of things. It's it's really important. Yeah. Like it's a really big part of it. Can you tell me about the WIC program? Like what sort of events do you hold? And if I'm in IT or interested in yep. getting into IT, why should I join? Yeah, great. Good question. So WIC, I'll, t- I'll just go back a little bit because this is really interesting and I only found out about this this year, which is which which was great. So the WIC was started some 20, I think it was nearly 23 years ago, maybe even more, by a group of women who were working in Canberra in the tech sector and they were kind of pretty much all alone and they had no support. And so they they... They just made this little group and they started having breakfast and supporting each other and then all of a sudden it just turned into this big movement where mm. and, and so now it's what we're doing now here is we host a heap of breakfast, so we'll have them throughout the year. And what they are is an opportunity for women to come along and be part of a community that is aligned to the to their way of thinking. It provides a really safe space for them just to be themselves. And we have some amazing guest speakers that come along 
and and that concept that I spoke about earlier, you can't be what you can't see. So we get some mm. amazing women up on stage that are all, at all different levels of their career and have had all different sorts of journeys in their career to show the rest of the community, hey, look, look how she did it and look at the, some of the challenges she had to face. And, and while you might face some of those, look how she did it. And, and, and it really resonates with the community. So they've been really impactful. We also offer... We do lunches as well, and we have an annual dinner debate, which is kind of our it's our big big event for the year. It's really fun, and we also have there's a whole serious side to it as well because we we have a, a number of awards that are that are put out through that through that dinner. The male mm-hmm. champion of change, which you spoke about earlier, but the wicked woman of the year, which is the flagship award, and that's to a woman who's having significant impact in the Canberra community. For, for gender equity, we have defined gravity for, for young girls that are, or young women, sorry, that are kind of really just about to take off in their career. So we really try and elevate them and give them give them a presence within the community. And there's a number of other rewards for students as well. And we give them scholarships and stuff to help go towards tuition. But we also do, like when we do our community, community engagement, when we're trying to sort of feed back information into government, we can hold workshops and, and all sorts of interesting things. People can become volunteers and help with our events or help with some of the content we're trying to create. There's a whole heap of ways to kind of get get involved in WIC. But if you're looking for support and looking for a group of women that really genuinely want to help you and, and, and a group of women that will just have your back, that's WIC. Mm. And it's not just for women. We have a lot of men joining, and that's really increased over the last two or three years. A lot of men coming along to our events, showing their support, and, and really looking for ways for how they can engage and, and be more impactful in the community and, and help, help us on this cause. It's just a, a fantastic initiative, and I've been to one event, yeah. and I was just blown away. There was four speakers, four very, very senior, one of the, the most senior yeah. female in the military. Sure. And, yeah. and I was just really shocked at how open the women were right. about their experiences and what they're doing and what it took to get there. And yeah. it, so it was really inspiring to, to listen to them. That's the thing I love about WIC. We, mm. We're so inclusive. We want everyone we want everyone to be included and, and we feel, and our events, you walk into them and you feel like someone's given you a big hug. So thanks so much for sharing all that detail. So let's give a plug for WIC. How can people find WIC? How can they get in touch with you and join events? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of different ways. On on social media front, we're really strong on in linked, on LinkedIn and Instagram, so you can follow us there. We also have a website, wic.org.au, and if you jump on that website, you can find out how to become a member. You can find out about how your organisation might be able to become a sponsor. We've we've re, we revamped all the memberships this year, so there's a really there's kind of an entry point for every organisation. Doesn't matter what point they are they are in their journey. There's an opportunity for you to become part of this part of, part of this great movement and great community. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I'd encourage any company yeah. and I encourage any individual to get involved. Yeah. It, it was really everything that you said. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you. Great. So thank you. It's been great to speak with you. I have one final question. So knowing what now and going back to that young girl at school in country South Australia, yeah. what advice would you give yourself? Don't give up. Don't give up. On, on the things that you want to do. And I think if you really want to make a, a meaningful change 
just keep doing your bit. And if we all just do a little bit collectively, we can have a really big impact. And I know that all on my own, I cannot solve the problem of gender equity in tech, but with an amazing group of women and men around me, all of us doing our own our, our little bit, where we can absolutely have a big impact. They're great words of advice. Thank you very much. No, thank, and you. thank you so much for today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, this has been great. Thank you. Hello again. I have a quick news update for you. After this podcast was recorded, WIC ran its inaugural Work Experience Connection Program and was a huge success, helping 17 young girls get work experience in STEM. If anyone wants to know more about this and perhaps even volunteer or join the program, please head to the website wic.org.au. Bye for now.